Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. Why can't we have a group of very smart people make, make the decision? Hey, Brendan. Hey, what's up? So, obviously, we, we're changing the schedule a little bit, like we mentioned during last week's episode. I was concerned, you know, the news hasn't been going, there hasn't been much going on in the Bravo world since coronavirus started to begin with. Mm-hmm. let alone uh, the fact that like our America has been very appropriately focused on what's going on with like Black Lives Matter and everything surrounding that. Yeah, but, and before that, like COVID-19, obviously. Yeah, so surprisingly, some s- stuff has happened <laughs> over the just the past few days. Yeah, um, so one of the big things that relates to what we've all been talking about last week especially is... Stassi Schroeder's rep confirmed that Stassi's pregnant. And I think we should have a conversation about, after I read this news item, we should have a conversation about how it's written. Yeah. Um, so this, I believe, is from Us Weekly. And Stassi Schroeder's rep confirmed that the Vanderpump Rules alum is pregnant on Tuesday, June 16th, three days after Us Weekly broke the news. Quote, Stassi and Bo will be welcoming their first child the first week in January and are grateful and eager to begin the next chapter in their lives as parents, her rep told us in a statement. Us revealed on Saturday, June 13th, that the former reality star is expecting and her fiance Bo, her and fiance Bo Clark's first child. News of the Bravo personalities pregnancy came nearly one week after she was fired from Vanderpump Rules along with Kristen Duty, Max Boyens, and Brett Caprioni, Schrody, sorry, Schroeder, <laughs> and um, Duty were let go because they reported former castmate Faith Stowers to police in 2018 for a robbery she wasn't involved in, while Boyens and um, Caprioni had racially insensitive tweets resurface in January. Quote, Bo won't do Vanderpump Rules without Stassi, a source told us exclusively following his fiance's exit. He's fully standing by her publicly and privately too, since Bo is also in entertainment. Stassi is hopeful that he can help with getting her future job. She is hoping to come out stronger and better as a result of this experience. I wanted to read that in full and like, like think about the language about it because the language, we went from... Stassi Schroeder fired over racist incident to calling her a Vanderpump Rules alum. Yeah. And then like calling somewhere in there, it said racially insensitive, but yeah. it didn't even have to do with her actions. It actually was for Brett and Max's yep. action. 
So Us Weekly is trash, but we all knew that. Well, also, uh, I mean, you changed it for clarity's sake in terms of reading it out loud, but they also, uh, when talking about Kristen, called her that he's making you crazy author, which even her publisher is not promoting the book anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the way the narrative has changed due to these tabloids, which are all part of, like, the same right-wing machine, if we're being honest. Yeah. If you look, I think, like, Who Weekly in the past did a really good job of, like, exposing, not exposing, but, like, talking about, like, who these tabloids are owned by. And it all has to do with, like, it all trickles back to Trump and, like, the catch and kill stuff and all of that. It's more than, like, I think we can go into right now. But it just goes to show that these these tabloids, like, have no spine. Well, also, I think in this particular instance, it's so clear that Stasi and, to whatever extent, Duty have partnered up with Us Weekly to mm-hmm. give them this content. So, like, Us Weekly is going to treat them well in terms of the release of the content. Right. Like, Us Weekly is so happy to have something to talk about right now. Because, mm-hmm. like, the celebrity news has been not much over the yeah. past few months. And, like, it's not good for their business to, like, only be reporting on COVID-19 or, like, celebrity response to, like, Black Lives Matter. Because to them, that is a new cycle for both of those stories that it only can go so far before they want to move on to something else. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's it's garbage, honey. Well, the, the the one other thing I thought was interesting is a lot of the chatter after the initial pregnancy rumor thing, not pregnancy rumor, the pregnancy announcement by Us Weekly on Saturday was like, wait a minute, like when is she due? Because did like did we get pregnant like <laughs> mm-hmm. like five minutes ago and we're announcing it now to like as a PR move, right? So it's interesting that they did announce the first week in January uh, timeframe, which Mm -hmm. would put us at the end of the first trimester, which is like when typically you are uh, in terms of like more medically safe to announce a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see like when she actually does give birth. Yeah. And a lot of people were pointing out that this announcement came the day after, uh, she and Kristen both hired the same crisis PR person. Yeah. Which is like, it's interesting that the crisis PR person is talking about them. When you see quotes from that person talking about them together, like saying like Kristen and Stassi. Yeah. And so the fact that they, we just saw their friendship like publicly break down and like Mm -hmm. their business together publicly break down. It's ironic that they're back in business together. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, we probably we won't be reporting on them like with oh, yeah. every major update. We just I thought we thought it was interesting to see how this was reported, the timing of it, etc. Yeah, this was like whiplash essentially. Yeah. Uh, positive news. Yes. <laughs> summer should be fun. So new details of Summer House season five are starting to emerge. Us Weekly broke the news in June that Bravo renewed the show for a fifth season. While the show has had its highest ratings during season four, some fans were worried that the coronavirus pandemic would prevent the cast from returning to the Hamptons. So they broke it down with everything they know about Summer Isle season five. I cut out the nonsense and only included stuff that actually sounded interesting. So Mm -hmm. number one, the filming schedule. Summer House typically films three days a week, Friday through Sunday, but season five will follow a different format. The group will live in the house for one month and document all seven days of the week. Paige explained via Instagram Live, we'll all be working from home, so I'm sure there will be some fights about that. Living seven days a week with all of them, I'm sure will provide some extra drama. Wait, so can we go point by point so that I don't forget anything? Sure. This is interesting to me because... I had previously said I'm not interested in seeing like any like direct COVID content after this is all over. Okay. But I make an exception for watching these people work from home yeah. together. I think especially, that is fascinating. Especially because like working from home for many of them <laughs> is like not a real like 
job you're checking into. Yeah. But then we have the three people who work for the same business, which is fascinating also. I know. And we know they're fulfilling orders. I mean, like... Well, we know that <laughs> it's flying off the shelf. I, I tried to, like, get some uh, today, and I couldn't locate any lover boy in person. I know. Honey got the new spritzes. Like, people are buying, so it'll be interesting to see them to f- fulfill. Yeah. I'm curious. I mean, we could, we could save this to later, but I might as well just discuss it now. Do we see Luke coming back? I don't. That's a good question. It seems to me like they would want to do the same cast, just like for comfortability. Yeah. With like during this time. And there is some unfinished business with like him and Hannah. Though, like, But I think they have nothing to do with each other anymore. Right. So I, I could care less if he's back. I think I want the rest of them. Though. Oh yeah, I want definitely the rest of them. It would be very hard to introduce someone new into right. this because it makes no sense. But like, the good thing is that we have two significant others who weren't regulars on the show and who can come join because it's going to be a full month. Yeah, I wonder. So, do you think Perry will join? I think he's getting a little more comfortable in front of the camera with like all of the giggly squad stuff happening yeah. and Paige on Instagram. He's been participating in TikToks. Yeah, TikToks. And then um Hub's boyfriend was already camera ready, so yeah. I think they're in. I I could also see a world where they they're like Danielle, fine. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. come back. <laughs> Cuz like plot plot wise like how do you how do you say oh like this new person is coming in to like stay with us full time (laughs) right it makes no sense like the 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 intro for the show will be hey it's summer we've been in core this whole time it should be fun summer should be fun so we're gonna quarantine together Mm -hmm. now for a month yeah i I mean i also know you said you want to know covid content but like this is like the world we live in. I know. Like, I, like there was a time where it seemed like, oh, like this might be for a set time. But I think the Corona world that we live in is going <laughs> to last for a while. I know. We could also like talk about, we should talk about Big Brother once we get news about that. Oh, yeah. There's moves happening. Apparently there's going to be an all-star season for Big oh, Brother. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's something that this family can rally around i think yeah um let's go to the next point about going out okay going out according to Paige, who has been spending time in the hamptons in recent weeks the Mm -hmm. cast will likely get to film some scenes outside of the house she said i feel like we definitely will be able to go out to dinners because everyone's sitting outside and obviously wearing masks into the restaurants so i feel like it won't be exactly the same as it was last summer obviously but we will still be able to do certain things i mean everyone's it feels like the past two weeks everyone all the rules are out the window so it's like it's so bad it's so bad um we the thing about summer house is that they can have family dinners where enough shit goes down it's not like we're having so many outside characters like breaking in their dinners out even out are like really self-contained as far as like the drama is always about what's going on in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just like calling each other out in public, which is fun, but like, we don't need it, need it. But like, they should feel comfortable doing what they need to do. Yeah. Okay. Last, which is the most exciting. A source tells Us Weekly that Bravo is hoping to make season five the longest season of Summer House yet after the success of season four. Good. The people want it. I know. The people want it. I think the fact that Paige and Hannah, I know they have their other things, but the fact that they consistently get 4,000 people a night on their Instagram live is something to say for the success of like what Bravo has built with this show. 4,000 people for a show of this level is a ton. Yeah. And I mean, not that they need to be like thrown a parade for this, but the Giggly Squad nightly Instagram lives have mm-hmm. been raising thousands of dollars for various charities this past week since they returned after their hiatus. Yeah, mostly but, focused on like black charities and LGBTQ charities. Yeah, so it's like you gotta give them some credit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
for like all the fuck ups on Bravo, they're like miraculously staying on point. <laughs> yeah, they are live right now with over thirty five hundred people watching, but no charity component. But sometimes they like start a fundraiser, then like go off and like then redo the live. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Last but not least, we have another housewife leaving us. It's, it seems like like she just arrived with us. I know. So this is actually a, a great moment to plug our Patreon bonus episode this week as well, where we discuss housewives who have left us, but particularly focusing on their official statements after they leave. Mm-hmm which usually tries to spin it that it was their decision. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, Roni season four, there were no pretenses there. (laughs) It was no secret that Jill, Alex, Kelly, Cindy were all fired. So that's interesting. Um, But what we're going to take a look at right now in this episode here is Ava leaving. Mm -hmm. Eva the diva. Eva the diva. So... Eva won't be returning for season 13 of The Real Houses of Atlanta. The 35-year-old model and reality star announced the news during her, her Atlanta radio show, The Ricky Smiley Morning Show, on Tuesday. Eva said, I appreciate the bond of friendship that I have made with several of my castmates and strong personal relationships I have with numerous executives and producers of the Bravo and Truly Entertainment companies. I am thankful for the opportunity I was provided However, after speaking with my family and representatives, I believe that, I, that what I hope to accomplish for the culture and community will be better served by focusing on other opportunities. Marcel later said her time is up on the Bravo show. She said, I have a six-year-old daughter and two young boys still in diapers. They're 24 hours a day and there's a lot of work to be done. So I decided to spend my time and energy focusing on my kids and my community and not so much reality show business. Noting that filming the reality show was very time-consuming, Marcel added, it gave me so little time uh, to be with my family, to bond with my new husband, Michael Sterling. Marcel admitted that she's walking away from a big payday with the decision, adding, my question to myself is what is more important right now? Is it the money or is it the movement and the culture and what I can impact? And to me, it's a no-brainer. She went on to praise all of her co-stars, saying, I want to be very clear Even though we fought on the show, I love every single one of those black women. They are queens all in their own right. They are stars, and I wish them the most successful season and transformational season 13 that the Real Houses of Atlanta have ever seen. Thoughts? I think that this is, like, one of the better statements. Um, Yeah. I love the last part where she shouts out all of her co-stars and especially talks about um the next season being transformational because i do think it actually will be like yeah the women led by like portia and candy will be able to marlo and marlo and others will be able to like make a big statement on the next season and i think it'll be different yeah i think that's great um yeah yeah what do you think uh i mean you could only last on big reunion moments and good confessionals for so long. Right. I mean, like the, we haven't seen Eva really like get into it on the actual show, like since the bus with Marlo, like that's probably her most iconic like fight. And unfortunately like this show does rely on big moments like that for you to be successful on the show. Yeah. Um, I I really like Eva. I will always stand, but maybe it's just not the right venue for her. And also, like, her husband obviously is a, someone who wants to be in politics and, like, getting into politics. So maybe it's not the best place for her to be if he wants to have a future or if she wants to have a future in politics as well, you know? She's talking sure. about, like, changing the culture. So maybe that's the next move for them. Yeah. Okay. Let us then move it along to our shows this week. Why don't we start with Roni from this past Thursday. A very 
shocking episode in terms of, I mean, during last week's recording, things were transpiring as we were recording ahead of the show airing. Mm-hmm. We were we were responding to it live. We didn't know going into last week that that was for sure going to be Tinsley's last episode. Right. And well, Tinsley's cut- last episode, aside from potential reunion appearance. Yeah. And we have not seen like such a proper send off like ever really. Right. Like even with the Bethany, like when she left, she was supposed to start filming Mm -hmm. a week later and she left. Right. So it's not like her prior season, they got to wrap her up as if she was intentionally leaving. Yeah. But they truly wrapped tins up. Yeah. So we start the episode with Luann and Sonia auditioning comedians for Fuck Mary Kill. Mm-hmm. There's like one moment of this ep- of this scene that I really loved was her producer, Luann's producer, and like some other and his assistant, I think, like sitting inside the room, and like they showed Luann trying to get into the room, mm-hmm. and that is like why Roni's great because they yeah. show those like dumbass moments. <laughs> that are just like so funny. I mean, I also love them showing Sonia announcing that she's wearing Kendall and Kylie. I know. And what did she, she said? She didn't say Kendall and Kendall and Kyle. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It was Kendall and Kyle. (laughs) She really thinks Kyle Richards did that. Yes. It's Kyle by Kendall Jenner. (laughs) Okay. Let's go to blood manor. Which I've been like, to. I feel like that's your your second home, really. I have been there in the past. With I think I went with Trang one year. I've I don't know if I've been to Blood Manor or something very similar to it. Mm-hmm. But like I gotta say, like there are some high production value haunted houses in New York City. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll be around this year, but oh, sad. But like wh- when and if they ever do come back. You guys got to give it a shot. I love a haunted house. Well, remember, uh, like, remember I feel that kinship? time we did. Remember that time we did the um, that like student run one. At, like, oh, Brooklyn? like at like Brooklyn Technical College. Yeah, it was that one was interesting. We also were like all lit. We took a <laughs> like a huge Uber together. The Uber driver was the most attractive man I've ever oh, yeah. seen in my life. You fell in love with him. You like I, were ready to like start a new life with him. I was I ready thought, to drive off. I thought you were gonna like tell us <laughs> like we were like taking the cab back to our apartment. I thought you were gonna be like, all right, guys, I'll see you later, and just like ride <laughs> off into the sunset with our Uber driver. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, but that one was whatever. But there's some really great ones in New York City. I've been to Blood Manor. I feel kinship with the two guys that were waiting for them and scaring each of them. That was the best. Them scaring each of them as mm. they walked up. Yeah. And we saw the Ramona one in the trailer for the season. Yeah, but the yeah, true yeah. great one was the Sonia one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like running into the street. <laughs> and throwing her bag. Oh my God. Those, those two cackling twins that greet us as we enter Blood Manor. AKA Sonia and Ramona. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're just like stomping through it. That was fun. And then we go to Anejo. I know. And I think about that because like there's an Anejo up near me. Yeah, I've been to the, the one by you. Yeah. And I walk by it every single day because that's part of my like daily walk through the neighborhood patrolling. Sure. Um, and so this one is where? Downtown somewhere? Uh, I think so, yeah. Is it like a fan is it like a nice restaurant or no? Oh yeah, it's definitely like um I would say like it's a a step it's a like step tra- up from like Rosa Mexicana. Oh definitely a step up from Rosa Mexicana. I was gonna say a step up from Dos Caminos. Oh yeah. Okay. I so so I associate it right now with like they're selling street margaritas, so like mm. Now everyone's on the same level in mm. on the streets of New York. Like they're all doing the same thing. How how would you say their street margaritas are, Brendan? <laughs> I haven't tried theirs. Oh, I so you're like just making your way, like trying all of them little by little. I was gonna start a TikTok of me rating street <laughs> margaritas in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this Anejo is where 
Tinsley decides to make the announcement she's moving to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Good place to do it. And then, like, while the scene is going on, we get, a fl- like, a flashback to earlier in the day of Tinsley telling Leah on the way to Blood Manor, like, I hung out with Scott. He's going to give me a ring if I move to Chicago. <laughs> Beautiful. What, I loved, what, do you, what do you think about this? About this entire situation? Yeah. Dorinda making half the women ignore Tinsley? <laughs> no, no, no. No, let's not get there yet. Just like the Tinsley packing, packing up the bag. Um, I kind of hate to see it. I do like okay. Tinsley on this show. Sure. Though, like, I'm not married to her in a way that, like, I'm I'm not sad she's leaving. I get why she's doing it. I just don't under I feel like kind of like Dale did. Like you've never not lived on the East Coast. Mm. Why are you moving to Chicago? But like Chicago to me is like you know how we Adjacent. call how we call like Thursday Little Friday. Mm-hmm. Like Chicago is like little East Coast. It's little East Coast. It's not like it's not like the West Coast where like I truly don't know like when when TV is on on the West Coast. I know they live in like an alternate universe. Like, no offense to you guys. But. Like what time is the View on on the West Coast? Like what time is the Today Show on on the West Coast? I have no idea. Yeah, it could be the View could be on on like two p.m. or seven a.m. But also, like, don't you sometimes think how, like, we wake up and we're squirping and chirping about things, and those people don't even know for hours what we're talking about? I feel, I have a theory that a lot of people on the West Coast wake up earlier and go to bed earlier. I could be wrong. Not everyone. Just to try to, like, be on our page. I, okay. So, yeah, (laughs) I think some people do. I have a few coworkers in LA who, they are on our 9.30 a.m. call every morning. So they're 6.30 a.m. Yeah. Wow. And then I think they go to bed earlier. I think I'm the one up latest in this country. Yeah, you are. You're like the last one. I'm the last one. (laughs) I turn the lights out for the entire country. (laughs) I mean, you do famously participate in late night chat with our West Coast Jimbo. Well, we have to kind of explain what that is. Okay, we have one of our friends text groups. And it's called, right now it's called the Oppenheim Group after Selling Sunset, but it's been called Navarro Cheer. It was called Horse Girls for the Longest Time. Anyways, we have different programming on that chat. So (laughs) currently we have Late Nights, which is usually after 12 a.m. Eastern Time. And it's, that's run by me and friends of the show Jimbo. Um, We talk through voice memos. And then we have baby hour, and that's usually <laughs> that's for the babies who are up at like seven a.m. Yeah, and sometimes I pop into both. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do you sleep? Um, is the question. I try. The anxiety yeah. is crippling. Oh, Anyways, wow. um, and then we we don't know what the middle of the day is called. And Jamie Jamie Missy today suggested it just be called daytime. Mm, daytime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the West Coast, wow. Uh, but yeah, Tinsley going to the Little East Coast. Um, I hope it works out. I do too. Her apartment looks sick. Yeah. Like we insane. Did get, we did get to like even check in with her on Wash Ribbons Live. And I knew at least two listeners work in the building that Tinsley lives in. Wow. Yeah. So Shout I out do to hope, Chicago. I do hope she comes to the reunion. I feel like she will. Yeah. Okay. So Dorinda. What are we doing here with Dorinda is the question. <laughs> I really don't know. Like, okay. It, like the bit was one thing when Tinsley was on the show and not revealing it all like you want her to. Mm-hmm. But like, at this point, Dorinda knows Tinsley's just leaving the show. Right. Right? So what, like, you look insane carrying on. And she's carrying on live on Twitter as well. Yeah, I think Dorinda's always kind of carried on on Twitter. Like, she's never read the room during the season that she's, like, commenting on on Twitter. So yeah. she's always done this. It just, like, uh, it's... There's no real excuse, and I just think she's surrounded by, like, 
a few yes people mm. who aren't telling her the right thing to do. Yeah. So what she always does every season is reiterates whatever her feeling is at the very least in the confessional, if not the scene itself. Mm-hmm. Like there's never a reflection right. on what is going on. Yeah. Which is so bad. Yeah. She hasn't seen the Mulan soundtrack. Yeah. With, like Reflection 2020, which annoyingly got delayed by Christina Aguilera because the movie got delayed. Sad. Uh, um, but like, I mean, I think like ev- everyone's getting very frustrated with Dorinda these days. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, what's annoying is like, I don't think she's a dumb person. Right. She's always like portrayed herself as like this, like caring, seeing person. But like this, this part of Dorinda has been there the entire time she's been on the show just hasn't been as illuminated as it has been the last couple seasons, last few seasons, I'll say. Yeah. But it's just getting worse and worse. Yeah. So as her ego gets bigger, I think. Yeah. But all, but if you like tune into her replies on Twitter or Facebook, mm-hmm. everyone is dragging her to hell and back. I know. I don't get it. Like, the, how does she not know? I don't know. Because it's clear that she's running her own social because she's posting like bizarre shit. Yeah. Accidentally. Like, <laughs> just like at signs and ampersand like you mm-hmm. never know what you're gonna hashtag oh my god okay um ramona is like in fear of dorinda and playing the ignore tinsley game because she because <laughs> she says she's on a good page with dorinda right now so she's just gonna go along with it go along with the ride wow dorinda says something gross about like Tinsley trying to have a baby too. Like, I think she said something about like a turkey baster. Oh, yeah. Which is like the original narrative that Bethany started, kind of. Uh huh. Bethany started the like, I'm happy because I have a child thing against Tinsley specifically last season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I think this is, this is the very last scene Dorinda shoots with Tinsley. Mm-hmm. So, wow, what a, what a great. What a way to go Set out. Off. Yeah. Uh, we got Sonia hopping over to Century 21. I would love to know, like, is there a Sonia Morgan, a Sonia by Sonia Morgan, Sonia New York garment being sold via Century 21? Um, is Century 21 open now with Curbside, Phase 1? Once once they're open, like for phase two or whatever, I I'm happy to go to the one up near, like, up on the Upper West Side and check it out because I also heard that you can possibly have a Joy Behar sighting there. Ooh, but I don't see Joy like venturing out during a phase two. That's true. Her apartment is between my apartment and that Century Twenty One though. Mm. Okay. Okay. Ramona kidnapping Dorinda and Sonia to go to Long Island, though, was fun. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... The place they went isn't that far away. Yeah. I googled it. But I love the narrative, though. Yeah. I googled it. It's only 45 minutes from my apartment. Yeah. But that's in... But you're googling it in present day. I gotta tell you, Brendan. What, before COVID? Yeah. Before COVID, traffic is another story. True. Dorinda suggesting... A woman covered in sushi, like in Sex in the City, for Ramona's party. <laughs> not even just Sex in the City. That was on Real Housewives of OC. Yeah, but like she's not going to reference that. Right, but like let's not forget Vicky yelling at that girl, telling her to like go to college. Yeah. Uh, but the concept for this party is a party with where there's no formal seating, and seemingly Ramona will be placed in the center of the room. I know she can never leave the center. And like the gravitational force of Ramona Singer will just pull everyone <laughs> towards her. Dorinda gets annoyed that this is a promo piece for Larry Scott party planning. Hey, if I were Larry Scott and I had these women in my showroom or whatever, you want to know what I would do? Try to get the fucking photo. But it's also really rich 
from Dorinda. As we discussed last week, our Alti All Shade tea party in the like residence lounge of the Oriana mm-hmm. was also promo. Yeah. Dorinda. So like, don't hate the player, hate the game that you are playing. Yeah, capitalism, baby. You're a yeah. part of it. <laughs> okay. We check in with Leah juicing with, with Kier and the baby daddy comes in. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really much there. It's like me. a cute scene. She made some juice. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Ramona ha- Ramona schedules a goodbye Tinsley and a date for the same, for the same time. At the tea bar, which is a favorite Ramona spot. Yeah. Isn't this where she cried, like, in the beginning of the season or now? Yes, and it's also, like, last season there was a scene with her and Mario there. I gotta say, like, I was annoyed, and I could tell production was annoyed, that this man was there for the goodbye scene. Mm -hmm. Because the camera kept trying to, like, get him out of the shot. I know. He reminded me of, like, who's the brother in... Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> oh my god! He reminded me of that guy, but like put his yeah. suit on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Ramon doesn't care about the ring because it's because when a man builds you a closet, that that's something. That's another Sex in the City reference. <laughs> I know, this is truly like Sex in the City <laughs> 2020, right? Okay, so last but not least, we got Leah and Sonia Rita visiting Dale and Tinsley in the hotel room. Beautiful. Having a little cheers. Sonia is, does, shows up, she may be already drunk or just mm-hmm. very, or very excited to see Dale. She, I think probably both. She's like all over Dale, hugging her, kissing her. Probably like wants Dale to have an apple herself. Like Dale- You'll welcome her to the show. Dale could have Tinsley's apple. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, we've always talked about, like, like a Lauren Manzo getting an apple one day, or mm-hmm. like a, like a Avery Singer getting, an, well, not like now, but like one, one day. Like, what if it goes the opposite direction? What if, like, the mother gets the apple? I like, I love that. Let's keep our New York housewives, like, in the older bracket. Yeah. How old is Dale? 70? No think so what's her name dale mercer dale mercer she was 62 in 2010 so she's 72 oh wow like a fresh 72 i gotta say yeah yeah wow uh so tinsley gets like a she hops in a cab gets a end of season where are they now i love it text on the screen and bon voyage the interesting thing to look out for is when Roni returns, if she'll be part of like the title card, if she'll be part of the intro. I'm going to say no. No. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder also contractually, like what happened, like monetarily, contractually. All of the above. And it seems like an amicable breakup, so it's, like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Sadly, we don't. We won't check in with these ladies until July 2nd, I believe. My God, going into 4th of July weekend. That's yeah. beautiful. But thankfully, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars will not take a break. And we're happy for that right now. Yeah. Uh... All-Stars 5, I'm enjoying it. I'm having the time of my life. I'm loving it. I'm loving being back with these queens. Shout out to Shea Coulee, by the way, who gave like a really amazing speech that I think went semi-viral last night. Yeah. In Chicago, in Boys Town, specifically calling out gay bars on hiring black managers, the need for black owned gay bars, et cetera, et cetera. It was really great. Yeah. Speaking of Shea Kalei, I mean, it really is 
Shakers Toulouse. The the Shake Kool-Aid's Drag Race right now. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I gotta give some props to at least Blair giving Shay a run, some competition. Mm-hmm. Not that I think she has a shot in in comparison, but like, I don't think anyone else is anywhere even in like the orbit right now. Yeah. After that challenge, I definitely thought Blair could have pulled it off to win. Like, I saw that for her. Yeah. Um, especially because, like, that challenge was also, like, kind of, like, teen pop bop thing. And yeah. just, like, Blair has, like, the look. Yeah. I do want to remind everyone, in case you missed it, because it was at the top of the show, I was shocked to see a Brianna Taylor message at the beginning of the episode. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. So I thought that was good. It's a nice break from getting a, a Sherry Pie message at the beginning of mm-hmm. the episode. Yeah, and I like I do think to give credit a little bit to like VH1, they are a little more thoughtful about that kind of stuff. Especially like we always talk about Bravo, and Bravo doesn't care to like tackle any of that stuff, which we'll get yeah. to when we talk about Vanderbump Rules. But yeah, it was great. Yeah. The girls are reacting to the first lip sync. And I love Mariah's response being saying that she's not mad that it's going into the escrow account. Mm -hmm. The (laughs) $10,000. We have a conversation about who the girls voted for. And Blair's the one who asks if anyone voted for Mayhem to go home. And Juju admits that she did. I mean, good for Juju for not like backing down. Yeah, but I still don't get, like, why. I think, didn't she say, she's, she said that, like, Derek made her laugh. <laughs> okay. I wonder if it, it's strategic. Like, I'd rather keep a, a Derek Barry around rather than a Mayhem. A mayhem, maybe. Yeah. Though, like, if we're looking just at their seasons, Derek went a lot farther than Mayhem did. Sure. So I think then... It's walking to the workroom the next day where completely unprovoked Cracker announces that she wished she brought White out into the room to write Angina's name on the lipstick. You mean Cracker announces, I want to be the villain of this season. (laughs) I mean, does she even know that she wants to be the villain? I think she thinks like, the audience will stand by her no matter what. It's so, I, it's like so dumb to me that she would think that. Yeah. I mean, we, to jump out a little bit in the episode, she talks about how she like can't connect with people. She hasn't made a friend with year in years. I don't know what is going on with the crack. I don't know. When was her season? It was like 2017 it aired. It was season? Oh, no, 2018. Yeah, it was just two years ago. 2018, yeah. I mean, a lot's going on in the world, so maybe, like, her head's in the clouds with all of that. (sighs) Okay. Um, Rue asks India who her two biggest competitors are, Mm -hmm. and India answers correctly by saying Shay and Blair. Yeah. And Shay and Blair and India are the three team captains. Now, I gotta say, like, the whole concept of teams for this particular challenge kind of was doesn't make sense because like they're all performing essentially at the same time right it would make more sense if they were all in separate groups coming in yeah but they're not like it would make more sense if this was structured more like the one in the uk with the frock destroyers yes 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 but this was just one one large number yeah i didn't love the song that they're working with. Is it a Madison Beer song? No. It's like the guy who came in, Leland. Leland? created it. Yeah. Oh, for some reason, I saw someone say it was a Madison Beer song. I Maybe think it that sounded being like. A troll. Oh, well, trolls are there to make yeah. us fall for things. Yeah. So the teams get split up. We got Shay, Angina, Mariah, Cracker, Mayhem, and Blair, Juju, Alexis, and India. I did love the flashback showing when mayhem was like oh fuck because the last time she worked with cracker 
Quacker essentially sent Mayhem home mm-hmm. with like the dill pickle. Yeah. Jerry if you Springer were a captain, if you were a captain, who would you choose? Obviously, like, and you can't. If you were India as a captain, who you who would you choose? You can't choose Shay. You can't choose Blair. Oh, okay. But that's like here's the thing. If I am India, I don't even know. Because, like, she's going to not do well at this. (laughs) So, like, Mm -hmm. do you choose people who are going to outshine you? Or do you choose other flops with you? But say you're you. Let's ignore you. If I'm, like, me and I think I'm great and I'm trying (laughs) to, like, win, (laughs) right? (laughs) I would probably choose Alexis. And I would choose Alexis and Mariah, I think. I think I would choose Juju B and Alexis. See, see, I would, but that's that's essentially what India did, and I would, I like, I would want Alexis for like the fun of it all, but like, I don't want two sh- very strong people on the team with me. Okay, I, I know want what you one mean. strong person and one that's a little weaker than me. Yeah, but like the thing is, like into these challenges. In going to these challenges, you don't necessarily know what they're looking for. You don't necessarily know, like, they could, it could be a situation where they're choosing a full group to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, be safe. That's not how they judge, though. It it was judged differently. Yeah. Which is the interesting thing. Okay. So they're singing lyrics to a song, I'm in love, or something like that, right? Like, love me, love me, I'm in love. I'm in love. Where they have to write a verse about their celebrity crush. India Farrow wanting to do her fiance. <laughs> it's like, okay, most of these girls picked terrible people. But everyone took it so most people took it so literally, like who they actually have a crush on. But when it's it, like it just goes to show like how dumb many of them are. I know. Like Blair did it exactly right. Blair did it exactly right. And Shay did it exactly right too. Mm-hmm. Like she picked a person that like goes with like a theme, lyrics she would like, that would be interesting and different. Like that goes along with like her style of singing. Like mm-hmm. it made sense. Blair picks Hannibal Lecter. Like it's funny. It's kooky. It's crazy. There's a point of view. You're going to stand out. Mm-hmm. These dummies picking Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa, Justin Timberlake. Come on, guys. So dumb. And like, I mean, like Jujube went basic, but her lyrics were good. Yeah. I mean, John Samos, I'll, I'll, I'll like, she's on the, on the line of like being a bad choice, but like just barely makes it into a good choice. Yeah. I would say also like Cracker picking Sylvester Stallone and Man picking Mr. Rogers barely puts them into like the right side of history. Mm-hmm. But like to me, Shay and uh, Blair were like the two clear winners. Yeah, definitely. And then like even in the and like there was no hiding it. Like Shay killed in the practice. Angina could barely get her words out. Mm. Like the writing. The writing was on the wall for Angina this episode. The thing with Angina is I think she spent so much time talking about wanting to be an, an on an all-star season. Yeah. But never did the work prepping for like what modern drag race looks like. Yeah. Necessarily. Yeah. Um, so there's the performances. It's the huge group number. I got to say like Angina was cracking me up in her, like as we rarely see Angina in a wig. Mm-hmm. So seeing her and like she <laughs> the wig made her look so little i know she's <laughs> so tiny so that was fun we get the runway which is the love the skin you're in which sometimes reminded me too much of that awful season seven first runway where they had to like be in resort wear then get naked oh. and they were all in like really weird nude illusion suits yeah yeah yeah. so obviously like obviously shay killed it that was killed like, killed killed it but what was strange to me is like the n- several people speaking negatively about blair's like i thought blair's was pretty good it was a funny take on it 
there's like a point of view. There's mm-hmm. the execution. She's, she fucking sold it. That's why when I saw her walk down the runway, I was like, oh my God, is Blair gonna win when, this? Yeah, yeah. I like un- until Shay came out, I thought it was like up in the air between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then like Sh- Shay kind of shut it down. Yeah. I mean, I think Shay's look is going to be a part of like the lexicon of like all time most iconic drag race looks. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's so simple, but like the execution and then like the images she released afterwards on her Instagram yeah, with like yeah, the references, yeah. iconic. Yeah. Yeah. So Shay wins. She has to lip sync against the assassin. Alyssa Edwards comes out and seemingly rolls over <laughs> yeah. for Shay. They da- they lip sync to Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters. Mm-hmm. I don't think Alyssa did a thing. Other she than like, just like scoot and two around the stage, but like she like briefly tried to do the Manila, like go to the back wall thing that yeah. was so iconic in All Stars 4. Yeah. But she didn't like execute it the way that Manila did. But also, like, this is not the song to do that. Right. Like the Whitney Houston song, like has that iconic moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's just like really interesting that it was a Pointer Sister song, and one of the Pointer Sisters died this last week. Oh, I I missed that. Yeah. Wow. Uh yeah, I mean like Shay killed killed the lip sync. A well-deserved win, twenty thousand dollars. Like this is, I'm just I'm worried. I could see a world. I can't really see a world where she like if if she were to end up in the bottom. It would it would be dumb for another queen not to get rid of her if they want to win, but then they mm-hmm. would tarnish their like their legacy. Like, legacy in the in the community. I think. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think some dumb mistakes were made in the past few years with all-star seasons sure. where we're not getting like the Queens that should have won necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that Manila Luzon is not hanging in the all-stars hall of fame is criminal to me. Yeah. I think. And Shangela and Shangela. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you're like, even though I don't think, the level of the game the girls are playing this season is anything to like lose your mind over. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun hanging out with them. Yeah. I mean, like we're only, we are only on like the second episode. So we've yeah. only really saw like for runway, we've seen their talent show looks. And then like, we've seen this, like uh love the skin you're in the love your skin you're in look. So I feel like there could be a lot more to come as far as like runway. I know, but just like the decision making of the love interest choices mm-hmm. had me concerned. Totally. Yeah. But I'm 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 all in. Can't wait for I'm Friday. All in. Yeah. We're just gonna dip our toe into the vi- very final part of Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. I mostly was interested to watch to see are we gonna get like a top of show or end of show? statement acknowledgement anything anything nothing nothing not a title card nothing they just want to ignore it and write it out even though they're letting these like racist cast members have big parts of these episodes yeah like the last shot of the episode was literally stassi and Bo and like Bo walking to the camera to turn it off yeah so uh come on there was another um foreshadowing moment where like this was like I really did not care for this everyone like teaming up on Danica for like the comments Danica made about like how weird the Brett LVP scenes are Mm -hmm. like everyone's like Danica how dare you like blah 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 it's like you're she's saying what we're all saying like it's so weird also her statements weren't that crazy yeah but then Kristen says, Danica, you are so lucky you still have a job. Wild. <laughs> I mean, the, that montage of 
seven past reunions of Jack saying he's a work in progress and he is learning and trying to better himself was <laughs> if if this ends up being the last we see of Jack's would be a great like bow on his storyline I think mm-hmm. I've heard rumors that they're like not announcing anything with him yet because they're figuring out a way to rework the show so that it's like Tom Tom focused or something like that yeah. I don't know well I think I mean the, the exit of of Stasi and Kristen makes that so much easier now. Mm-hmm. Like they especially really, especially Stasi. Yeah, I mean they really only have to get rid of Jackson, Brittany, in order for like that direction to make sense and be very like. And Lala possible and Lala, yeah. And then like James can come DJ. Yeah. Raquel can transfer over yeah um the only other thing from the reunion that i enjoyed was like ariana losing it on particularly jacks but like just kind of anyone who was in her way this I episode know. like she was have she wasn't having the time of her life but to some degree she was mm-hmm. in terms of just like just letting it all out she was like just fed up yeah. Um, the only other part that I'll mention, and I think it's actually like could be good for the future of the show, is the stuff with Dana oh, talking yeah. about her mom and like having a real emotional moment that got everyone else, everyone yeah. else choked up. Yeah. I think like obviously heartbreaking, but like endearing. Oh, yeah. And she, I think, could be the future of the show. Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's it's hard story-wise for her because she was so tied up in the Max and Brett. Mm-hmm. But I do think she is one of the more compelling characters on the show. Yeah. So I would be happy to see her back. Totally. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Especially like, well, actually, you know what? LA is kind of kicking back into gear now, right? I think they are, and I think it's just going to, we're going to have to deal with, I bet they'll put cameras up as soon as they can, and we're going to have to deal with COVID storylines, but it's like the reality, so it is what it is. Yeah, it's the reality of reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that is it for our shows this week. Shall we get to the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen? We shall. Who is our Freak of the Week? Okay, our Freak of the Week. <laughs> we're, we're sending her off in our... In our own way. It's both Tinsley and Leah this week for Mm -hmm. their appearance on Wash Ramen's Live after Tinsley's final episode. I don't know if this was, I think this might have actually been an after show segment. It was the after show, yeah. Yeah, so uh, reality.com kind of summed it up for us. So the last time fans heard the Real Houses of New York talk politics, it was during the fallout of the 2016 presidential election. Carol Radswell took it especially hard. She threw a party on election night in order to celebrate the first female elected president, but ended up experiencing the five stages of grief instead. Fast forward to the next major political event, a major political and current events, and once again, the ladies of Roni are sharing their thoughts, specifically Leah McSweeney and the newly relocated Tinsley Mortimer. Tinsley explained her lack of participation in the 2016 election was merely a practical issue. She said she had just moved to New York from Florida to join the show, when I came on the show, I didn't know that I was going to do the show. It kind of happened fast. By the time Tinsley realized she would be settling in New York, it was too late to file for an absentee ballot. I guess I started filming in like the end of October and then I couldn't, I didn't know I was going to be in New York at the time. So I didn't fly down to vote in Florida. My registration was in Florida at the time. Leah, on the other hand, chose not to vote. She said, I didn't vote. That was the one presidency. She revealed that she is disillusioned with the system and did not feel inspired by either of the presidential candidates. She said, I didn't vote. Yeah, people were really upset with me. I honestly was just disgusted all around. Leah thinks radical changes are needed. She says, I honestly feel like we should just get rid of presidents. I don't know why we have one person representing an entire country, she opined. And my father's like, it's been going on for 200 years but it seems so archaic to me. Like, why can't we have a group of very smart people making the decisions? (laughs) (sighs) 
Tinsley made a point about how the coronavirus changed her perception of government structures. She said, I feel like this has been my first experience of actually thinking that there isn't just one person because since each governor is basically able with COVID-19 to be able to open up each state and whether they want to, this is the first time I've been like, wait, there isn't just one person. The governors actually do have a big say. So I'm just saying that's been new to me. Uh, there's one presidential hopeful that Lear admired. I have a lot of, you know, out there, I guess, views on things, I guess, she said, because I don't really trust anyone that's a politician, which is why I really loved Andrew Yang, because he's not a politician. Whew. Okay. It's, so, like, it's like one step forward and 25 steps back with Leah. Right? <laughs> it's like, does she not know that there are other people who have say in these decisions that aren't just the president? Branches of government. Branches of government. Uh, Congress, local government, local senators, government, state the, government, the Supreme Court. Oh my God, guys! No, if I don't care if you don't like the presidential candidate, think of the Supreme Court when you are voting for who your president is. Also, like local elections matter. So, like your city council person, your oh local God. representatives, like they all matter to your day-to-day life. You ha- in here in New York, we have a state senator, your assembly person, mm-hmm. you have your city council. Mm-hmm. I sent in my ballot for the primary already. Yeah, we have it sitting here ready to go out in the mail. But there's a lot to think about for those elections and you want to know what you are doing with the ballot before you show up to the polls because there's more than just the election you may have in mind when you show up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the presidential election is very important. Um, yeah. But you should be voting in every single election that happens. Sometimes they happen multiple times a year. So, well, also, if you're in a certain, like some states, the actual, um, the first Tuesday in November is is what counts so much because you may be in a state that can go either way. But mm -hmm. if you're in like a super blue or super red state, your primary election. Matters actually, more. actually yeah. matters more. Yeah. So something to think about. Uh, don't like, be a, like, don't like be I a said, freak of the week like Tinsley and Leah. Yeah, don't be a freak of the week. But we'll move on to the one true queen. And the one true queen this week is uh, the Brooklyn Liberation March, which was an action for Black trans lives. I know that Dan and Alex were there. I couldn't be there because I had other work things but it really was an amazing action i'm sure everyone's seen photos online there was over fifteen thousand people showing up in brooklyn mostly wearing white marching for black trans lives we spoke about it um more at length dan gave his perspective and his experience on our patreon yeah um but the only thing I'll, i'll add to it is like you know pride kind of across the country right now in many ways is canceled to some degree, but this shows, this event really showed how like pride is like lives on in very different ways and probably more important ways right now Mm -hmm. in terms of like what is going on in this country. So um, support black trans lives. Yeah. That's it from us this week. That's it, Brendan. Um, You could obviously follow this podcast at come through queen on Twitter, come through queen podcast on Instagram and join the Facebook group, uh, search for come through queen on Facebook. You mm-hmm. can follow Brendan at not Brendan. You can follow me at IDK IDK. We mentioned the Patreon, uh, this episode, our bonus episode this week is about, like we mentioned housewives who have left the franchises and their farewell statements. So tune into that. Yeah. We'll be continuing this altered, Schedule for the next few weeks while Bravo is on hiatus. So look forward to our episodes releasing earlier in the week than usual. And we'll see you there. Like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 